1: When the red, red Robbie comes Bob, Bob, bobbing along, along There'll be no more sobbing When he starts sobbing his old sweet song Wake up, wake up, you head, Get up, get up, get out of bed Cheer up, cheer up, the sun is red Live, love, laugh and be happy What if I be blue? Now I'm walking through fields of flowers Still I- when he starts rubbing his old sweet song
2: Addicts finally get a win on the road as victory at Shrewsbury makes it three maximums in a row, and the top six is tantalisingly close as well. Welcome to Charlton Live. Ho, 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 hello everybody, welcome to Cholton Live, my name is Louis Mendes, I hope you guys are well on this week's show, then we shall be looking back at a third win on the spin, a first away win uh, of the league season uh, as well up at Shrewsbury uh, yesterday, the table certainly uh, making my graph look a bit silly at the moment, so on this week's show, uh, joining me to have that conversation, first up, Mr Tom Wallen, how you doing Tom? Very good, thank you, that ho, ho, ho was a bit Christmassy. Well, it's yeah, a little bit okay. early, but uh,
3: I like it. We'll go I'm getting
2: it. I'm getting in the spirit. I'm starting to see the Christmas adverts. So, uh, you know, and, and I'm just full of the joys of uh, of winning games. It just makes me feel like, you know, a happy person.
3: I wonder what, what your graph will look be.
2: like by Christmas the way things are oh, going. Oh, we'll no, you you're not a great believer in the graph, are you? So Well, uh, it's just
3: a bit of a an, an anti-villain or a bit of a villain, isn't it? A bit of an anti-hero at the moment and and are proving it wrong, which obviously I think we can all agree we like to see. At this stage. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Well, no, not really. I set a, a points per game target, <laughs> and as soon as I have set that target, they've absolutely like pulled their socks up and realized, right, we need to up it. We need to get up that graph. So you're saying the,
3: the graph is the graph is kind of the reason we're doing well, if any Pretty
2: much. Yeah. I, mean, I'm, I'm, I know. Same. I know. There's. I know. There's been a lot said about the extension cord recently, but I think the graph has played its part as well. Also uh, joining us on this week's Charlton live uh, to look back at that win up at Shrewsbury, uh, Jes Raksaki of course, with the goal. Is that uh, Mr. Ben Cloke? I do Ben.
4: Hello, mate. Happy Sunday. Yeah, and to you. Yeah, I mean, you're uh, you're joining
2: uh, Naif on your uh, pilgrimage to to your new team, Spurs, this afternoon. So uh, thanks for thanks for sparing us the time to speak about Charlton this morning.
4: <laughs> Just purely a neutral, but checking out a good ground, but not the best ground, obviously.
2: That best ground is obviously uh, the Valley, uh, where Charlton have been good at home, but we've been poor on the road, so great to get that first win Uh, yesterday. We're going to hear the highlights of the game up at Shrewsbury in a few moments' time. Of course, we're going to hear the post-match reaction uh, from the uh, the manager, uh, Ben Garner. Uh, Also got your tweets and your emails and another interview for you. The goal scorer yesterday, Jez Raksaki, um, came to speak to me after the game spoke to him. We'll uh, hear from him. Uh, we'll look ahead to Tuesday's game with Milton Keynes at the Valley. Bottom of the table, Milton Keynes, which is not something a lot of people would have predicted at the start of the season, uh, but that's where they are uh, coming into Tuesday's game, so we'll look ahead to that one uh, as well. So um, before we hear the highlights, Tom, uh, it, it, was a, it, it was a funny game, really. Like <clears throat> What I will say is the Shrewsbury of the last three or four years has been a pretty poor, hard-to-beat Shrewsbury. Like They, they, they set themselves up in, in a certain way, uh, and they still tried to play a part in that, but they were a lot better this time than they have been in the last couple of years. They had a couple of chances, not as many as we did, though, um, and, and I feel like on, on the balance of play, three points for us was probably the fair result.
3: Definitely, yeah, when you look at every metric of the game, that definitely is the case. When you look at the, the chances we had, and I know we'll come on to look at a couple of those in more detail a little bit later Then it could and, and perhaps should have been more Um, it felt like a more open game yesterday than perhaps we've had previously you mentioned sort of Shrewsbury being slightly more defensive in previous years but there seemed to be much more space and and maybe that was just down to our good attacking play and and the the players like Raksaki and Kirk who, who I thought had another good game kind of getting forwards but yeah there just seemed to be more space in behind and more opportunities to create chances so yeah slightly more open game than we've had and and yeah, to get that first win, we said on Thursday's show, didn't we? We just needed to get that monkey off the back now because the home record is so good and uh, and we need the away record to start playing a bit of catch-up and start to back that up now. And and we've gone and done that. And, and as I say, on the balance of chances, we deserve to win it. We perhaps should have done so by more, but I don't think any of us will care. We've got the three points and, and now we come into a huge week at home where we've got two back-to-back home games against what bottom and effectively top of the league and going to be very interesting to see where we are in, in seven or eight days' time.
2: Yeah, I mean, you can't predict things like that on a graph, but in seven or eight days' time, where, where we sit in the league table, I don't know, it, it could play a big part in, in how the rest of the season goes. Again, I'll, I'll speak a bit more about the graph later, um, but the momentum that we've picked up, and is displayed on the graph, you'll be pleased to hear, Ben. You know That red line is just going almost directly up now, three points a game in each of the last three. Um, that that is massive for us because you know we that eight game winless run we, we did speak a lot about the amount of chances we were having in games and you know we starting getting getting a bit concerned that we just weren't taking them and 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 part of that will come down to just the confidence of that one win against Exeter uh, you know just over a week ago that that would have just pumped in some of that confidence into the side um, and, and mean they're more likely to take their chances and mean they'll probably just have that extra that that extra. Ten percent defensively as well. They just feel a bit better about things. They're less likely to make mistakes, and that's what we've seen over the last few
4: days. Yeah, massively. I think that is the reason why we missed all those chances in the first half, but kept going in the second. as I mean, the tale of our season so far has been inconsistent in both halves. One half good, one half bad, and that's the reason why we've drawn so many games. But. Someone like Saki yesterday, I mean, his head might have been down. He missed two golden opportunities in that first half. But he kept getting in the right positions and he popped up with a goal. So it just showed the confidence of the whole team. We didn't stop. We didn't stop believing in the way that we're we've been set out to play. I mean, Ben said that a few times, hasn't he, in interviews after games where he said that we keep losing focus or losing belief in how we want to play football. If we keep going, we're patient, it will lead to that goal and we will win the game. So, yeah, yesterday, again, was another confident, consistent display of football, whereas I thought at the start, they were quite organised, they were quite well-drilled. I think we found it hard to break the lines. We had that early chance for Stockley's header, but that was a good cross. Whereas then, we trusted in our beliefs and we we slowly broke the lines forward and uh had a couple of really good chances but overall uh yeah really happy that we were consistent throughout the game and that we held out for the win at the end
2: yeah it certainly was a enjoyable trip uh, up to shropshire let's have a listen then to the highlights uh from charlton tv as always your commentators uh, were Greg Stubley and terry smith it's
1: a deep one it's a far here to back and then- line into Wallachot's arms that may have been Dobson on the line. We need to reconfirm that because there were bodies in the way. Oh, Stockley. Stockley in fact. Yeah great early work. From time, Stockley. Dobson finds Eggback. Raksaki outside of him on the touchline. Looking to take on the Shrewsbury defence cuts inside. Tries to swing it across. Looking for Stockley gets his head oh. there just wide of the post and that's the early chance for Charlton.
4: Well, There's a right chance on the of back of the Charles
1: for Shrewsbury. But just wide at a post. Chance so of He gets there. the ball across to the left-hand side. It's an is- the shot comes in. Just wide at the post. I think it was Shipley with the strike. And Charlton undone now. I think everybody was looking for a free kick on... I uh, well, he wins the header from the ball forward, but it's picked up by Ragsack and he's attacking the penalty area now. He's left for shot. Takes a deflection. Just wide of the post on the right-hand side. Charlton have a corner. Well, what a run from
5: Raksaki, picks it up, immediately
1: Fraser turns. has won it back But Charlton, battles in there, falls to Kirk. Kirk with Campbell ahead of him. Campbell, now up against Dunkley, towards the corner of the penalty area. In on his right foot, thinks about a shot, takes oh, it! No! Oh, what a save! Can Raksaki get there? He can! He can't oh. finish, screws it wide. Charlton with a glorious opportunity to take the lead, and Tyrese Campbell at the heart of it.
5: Well, we've just seen a sign of his quality. quality. Charlton have it with Fraser, Dobson, and now O'Connell. Connor the ball forward oh. looking towards Cessignon. It's a lovely pass. Cessignon back across. Raksaki. Oh, he couldn't get the connection. It would have been a simple tapping for Raksaki, had he had the connection he wanted. Instead, it just falls gratefully into the arms of Rossi A glorious chance for straight job. away from the Shrewsbury line. It goes into the direction of Innis who heads back. Stockley flicks it on. Oh. Not far wide, again off the training ground and very nearly a goal for Charles. Pull forward, will find Shipley, heads it inside, looking for Pike. Flicks it on towards Bayliss, good control, Bayless with the shot, takes a deflection! And very nearly the opening goal of the game. They're slow to get out, pull forward as a poor one, and Charles looks to break with Campbell, who's got space ahead of him, Campbell, Raksaki making a run inside, Campbell still with it. Tyrese Campbell goes on the outside, look at his head up, cuts in. He's got two or three for company now and can't find Dobson. And that concludes uh, a fairly lively first 45 minutes here at the Montgomery Waters Meadow. Half-time in his Shrewsbury 0 charlton Struggling to clear their lines. Leahy with the cross. Looks towards Shipley at the far post. Great ball across! And somehow Bayliss is unable to get any sort of body part on it.
1: Well, he's just had a rack moment, hasn't he? Baylis, gets penalty here, And uh, Leahy mucking about with this on the edge of the area. Stockley putting him under pressure. Charlton of one back possession. Oh, Egbo just slips over, but he still manages to find pain on the right-hand side towards the penalty area. Payne tries to go on the outside, cuts it back across. Yes! And it's the finish this time from Jezer and Raksaki. Two attempts earlier on in the game and he passed them back to the keeper mostly. This time, no mistake, Charlton have the lead. But at First, you don't succeed, you try and
5: you try again. Great play from Payne. The substitution working for Ben Garner. Payne on the right-hand side this time, cutting it back for Raksaki made no mistake this time? It was Charlton the lead after 69 minutes. Could give credit to the way Charn were able to win the ball back. They fought for the ball the edge of the Shrewsbury penalty area. A great little run from Payne. I think Shrewsbury expected Payne to go in the inside onto his favoured left foot. They allowed him the space to go on the outside. Payne just put it in an area, hoping the chan player there. And Raksaki unmarked.
1: Scores for Charlton. ...towards Anike down the line, goes above him. Payne trying to get on the end of it, he does. Little flick on, Anike kept his run going. Into the penalty area, And Anike takes a shot! Oh, oh what a save from Morosi! Lovely move from Charlton down that right-hand side. Well, with the ball forward, and there is the final whistle. Seven minutes of added time, but it's Charlton who leave the Montgomery Waters' meadow with the three points.
2: There we go, thanks to the boys. Uh... Great commentary yesterday. Thanks to GlovePup, as always, for providing us with the recording of yesterday's game. A, re- a really satisfying game. And it was mentioned It was mentioned just before we heard the highlights there. Je- Jez-, Jez Raksaki, the, the match winner. Um, I mean, he-, he showed some stones to come out in that second half and make sure he put that chance away. Because, obviously, he had, he had a couple of moments in the first half. You know, he's had a couple of moments in the last few weeks where he's had shots saved and not scored goals. But... Uh, and this is something I did say to Garner in the interview. There, there was a time, maybe at half time or early in the second half, maybe end of the first half. I was I was looking at Twitter, and and there were people saying RakSaki overrated, um, you know, not putting away his chances. Get him off. And I was just I was just thinking, I nearly bit as well. I need to back. But a bit, I bit. I was thinking like I'm not being funny, but he is one of the most consistent players we've got in being in that right area to have shots away. So I, I did my stats. Yes, last night when I was looking, he has. Are most shots on t- uh, most shots per game on average, I think he's having two and a half shots per game on average at the moment. Um, he's involved in some of our better other moments as well in terms of like a, he's up there on, on five goal uh, contributions. So was it three goals and two assists, which is equal with, with a couple of other players, Payne and Fraser. Just because he's gone a, a couple of games without scoring, you don't take away one of your biggest threats. And that's why we saw it in the second half, Tom. He has to score those chances, though, doesn't he? <laughs> oh, absolutely, <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, that's, that's the palace
3: in him coming through. but <laughs> yeah, totally. But, um, yeah, uh, look, I said I was going to come on and, and slag him off, didn't I, on the show? And, and obviously I was joking. But you look at those chances in isolation, has to bury them, absolutely. But your wider point is spot on. He's, since he's come in, you know, what he can give us at this level, I, I don't think many players in the league can. Uh, you know, he's absolutely terrifying defenders week after week. And as you say, he has been consistent in his, certainly his input to the game. It's only really the output in the last couple of weeks that's let him down a little bit because he hasn't finished chances off, but he's still got in the right positions. He still created chances. He still had opportunities. And it felt like yesterday was just going to be another one of those days, which which culminated in, in two glaring misses. But as you say, for a young player like that to come off the back of the first half where you know, he's got in the right places, he's had chances, but he's definitely going to be disappointed with that. To come out and still get himself in that basically same position, again, for the actual goal, uh, and stick it away will obviously just give him so much confidence off the back of that. But if he'd have missed that, again, could have could have knocked him even further. I, look, I think he's been brilliant since he's come in. Um, he can frustrate, he can hang on to the ball a little bit too long, but at the same time, he, he's got the skills in there to take it round probably an entire team at this level and score. So, yeah, I think he's a he's a fantastic player. I was delighted that he did get that goal in the second half yesterday, and um, I just got to hope that that come January, Palace don't want to recall him because uh, yeah, we've had that situation before, haven't we? And I, I think we really it felt in a, for a few weeks when we first got him that we were perhaps a little too reliant on him and we were using him as a bit of an outlet and, and relying on him too much when things were going wrong. But we've started to get a nice balance across the team now where he's he's feeding into a, a bigger picture across the, the players that are out there. And uh, yeah, long may that continue because uh, he's a very, very good young player.
2: Yeah, he, he certainly is. And I, I've, I I think a season playing week in, week out at League One will do in the world of goods you know, to iron out those those little misses, those those little bits and pieces like that. Um, you know, when, when he first came in, a lot of us were thinking, Corey, he's, he's probably good, too good for, for League One. But as the seasons progress, and, and this is quite standable, your flair players, your... Your creative players who try something a bit more difficult than than your standard midfielder might try. Just just keeping it ticking over. There are going to be moments where it doesn't quite work for them. So you'd hope that the um, that the former uh, Chelsea youth products parent club would look at look at what he's achieving so far at Cheltenham and the amount of minutes he's played. I think he started every league game since since he joined. So I think Plymouth was his debut. He started every league game since. Uh, if I, if my memory serves me correctly, then you'd hope they they wouldn't. Want to take him away, but you know, this is this is this is for Premier League clubs. They don't always make the the the, the right decision. And in terms of the overall performance, Ben, I thought I, I thought I thought we sh- more than shaded it. I think shaded it at half time. I was happy to say. I think I think more than shaded it overall. Pro- probably just about because of the clear cut chances we created. And that's not to say that <clears throat> that Shrewsbury didn't have their moments because they certainly did. You know, Jaden Stockley uh, cleared a header off the line from Shade Dunkley in the. Opening couple of minutes, there was that that shot right on the stroke of half time. I think it was Bayliss who, who picked it up on his chest on the edge of the box, and it was well, well deflected wide by, by O'Connell. Um, they, they they were in the game; it wasn't completely one sided. But I certainly thought we were the better team.
4: Yeah, I thought we were the better side. But as you said, there were a few scary moments, especially after five minutes, where I don't know if the extension lead had a uh, hand in in stopping us uh, not concede there as well with Jaden Stockley heading it off the line with defending set pieces. But yeah, now I think the start of both halves, they came at us with their direct play, a couple of crosses into the box earlier. And in the second half, that one that flashed right across goal um, was a little bit hairy, but again, you can't knock the defense. Uh, Another clean sheet where to be honest, Wallacott never really had a massive save to make. As you said, O'Connell dived in front of one uh, uh, late in the first half. So your keeper's not having to make a big save to keep you in it, which has been the case of our season so far, where Wallacott's had to make some big saves to keep the game at a draw for us. And um, yeah, look, as Tom said weeks ago, we needed to keep a regular back four together to grow confidence together and to get their partnerships and... Uh, camaraderie going, and uh, it's it's working. I think there's a lot of partnerships over the whole 11 of our team now. I think the middle two in Dobson and Fraser, Sessing uh, Young and Ebbo. I think that they're great at full-back, and uh, they complement each other well, and Innes and O'Connell seems to have a great relationship now. So that can only be good for the side, getting those clean sheets, digging them out, and um, yeah, I thought they all dug dug in well yesterday. Um, and O'Connell putting some really good little balls over the top as well. We're seeing that side of him. We're seeing him get a bit of freedom, being able to get forward and create those chances. So yeah, again, another uh, confident display like that.
2: Yeah, and uh, I mean, it's a good point you make about the fullbacks. And we spoke. I mean, Tommy, you've you've said yourself about that settled back four. Playing a big part in in our defensive solidity over over the last couple of weeks, and because again, I, I remember saying about three or four weeks ago when Egbo, I think he came off the bench at Fleetwood, didn't he? That was his that was his uh, debut, and then he started at Barnsley, if I remember, remember correctly. Uh, and I, I remember saying after that, like I think Sean Clare will, will will struggle to get back into this side. And bear in mind, he's he's quite a popular player, but I, I think. There, there, was again. There was one. There was one fan yesterday. He sent, sent me a tweet saying, "I oh, want. You know, I feel, it feels harsh that Clare's out the side. I wonder if we should get him back in." And not that Egbo's done anything wrong, but for, for me, I mean, Egbo's been a clear improvement on Claire and I liked Claire, He had he had his moments, but I think Egbo is genuinely a step up, and I think that's played, as you say, Tom, a big part in in us looking more solid defensively, given those centre halves a bit of cover at times as well. But also, he adds he adds a little bit more going forward for me. Yeah,
3: I totally agree. Um, you're right when he came on at Fleetwood, it, it effectively changed the game, definitely got us back into the game. He was direct, he was attacking, he was getting forward down that side, and he's continued to do that ever since. And it is harsh on Claire because Claire was asked to, to play there last season. Um maybe not something he necessarily wanted to do or not his favourite position, did it to the best of his ability. But the problem at the start of this season was, and, and not necessarily through any fault of his own, that that, that was a, an avenue for people. How many teams did we see playing crossfield balls over the top of him uh, and their attackers getting in behind? And and that's because it wasn't really his, his natural position. Um, and, and those two things have changed. We've got consistency in the back four, which, as Ben says, I've been calling for. And I don't think I'm alone in that for a few weeks now. But then having two natural fullbacks in at fullback has made a huge difference as well because they're positional players a little bit better and they just know how to play that role a little bit better and, and, and Egbo I think has been fantastic and we saw glimpses of that in the, in the brief time we saw him uh, in pre-season and then obviously got that injury so yeah I'm delighted he's come back and managed to get up to speed as quickly as he has same with Sessignon on the left and it is harsh on Claire but at the same time where do you put him in now you know, you've know, you got Dobson and Fraser having you know they're both banging form in the centre of midfield as well you've got natural wide men out wide at the moment, sadly for Claire, there isn't really a place. Maybe if we were a goal or two up against... For example, if we're up against Ipswich, hanging on at the end, maybe you bring in another midfielder and he comes and sits in alongside Dobson or or something like that. But, you know, I'm sure he would accept that Egbo's the natural right back and he's coming and he's done a very good job, as you say. So it seems harsh to drop him. It also seems a bit unfair on Claire, But, you know, we're still in the pizza trophy. We've, we've obviously got the FA Cup in a, in a couple of weeks. Uh, We've got the League Cup that we're still in. So we're still fighting on on four fronts. We're on for a quadruple the way it's going. So I'm sure he will get game time, maybe just not in the league at the moment.
2: Yeah, and I haven't heard anyone explicitly say they're betting against us getting the quadruple as well. So, um, I'm certainly not counting against it. No, their silence says uh, says all you need to know, doesn't it? It says all you need to know. No one is betting against Charlton doing the quadruple uh, this season. One player who put a real smile on my face yesterday, a full league debut, uh, for young Tyrese Anthony Tupac Shakur campbell uh, Ben. Obviously, with, um, with Blackett Taylor turning out to be the player with the minor injury, at hip flexor chance uh, for Tuesday, hopefully, if not Saturday, um, I was a bit concerned because, again, every time we lose a player in this four-four-two shape at the moment, it, it does feel like this is where we're short, that we don't necessarily have someone immediately to come in. But, you know, we, we've had Charlie Kirk replacing Lee Burn up front, and that's worked. Uh, and we brought Tyrese Campbell in to, place, uh, to replace Blackett Taylor yesterday. I thought, for, for a league debut, I thought he was absolutely superb. You know, played lasted, I think, about an hour. Um, easily could have had a goal. It was an excellent save from Marco Morosi when, when the rebound was one of Raksaki's misses in the first half. But, yeah, really, really encouraging um, full league debut from the young man.
4: Yeah, he had a great game, didn't he? Showed no fear. Um, wanted to be on the ball him and Kirk worked well down that side Kirk was supporting him and uh, played some neat little one-twos which I think ended up in his shot that as you said it was a thunderous shot wasn't it the keeper just got a hand to it and obviously Raksaki just missed a rebound but yeah it was nice to see because as you said it was a little bit of a blow after typical Corey had such a good game on Monday night and then we hear someone's injured and then you go oh yeah, typical." is Corey again with the knock and you you do feel a bit down here in that because of what, what an excellent player he, he is to the team and having him and Jez either side but it's nice when we can bring through a youngster and it was kind of like like for like really because you couldn't you couldn't say he brought the team down um, a level because Corey wasn't playing I thought he was excellent and showed no fear and, and I wonder if that is because you've got someone like Anthony Hayes now who's coached him for a a long time in the under-23s and who can easily guide him up to the first team now he's on the coaching side and he feels a lot more comfortable in that. And um, Because every youngster we've brought in this season, i.e. Claydon, Chin, um, Henry and himself and obviously Miles, have come in and done a really good job and don't look out of place in the side. And now that gives us another option in the side. And obviously we need a lot more competition in the side we are lacking numbers so to have that player who's put in a good performance he'll be knocking on the door to play again on Tuesday whether Corey's fit or not so it just gives that extra bit of competition and it's great to see how he had no fear he had that other shot that just went wide of the post and um I also liked, I think there was earlier in the second half when they were putting a lot of pressure on, he wasn't afraid to do the dirty side of the game as well. He ran back and got in a good interception and let us regroup some men back. So, yeah, couldn't knock his performance at all. And obviously when he came off, the um, pain, obviously chomping at the bit to get on, set up the goal. So that's, that's what we've got flowing through the team at the moment. It seems um, a lot of competition for places, which is only a good thing.
2: Yeah, it's it's, not, it's nice, isn't it, to see that we can bring people off the bench now who will make a difference. So Payne's, Payne's done that for a few weeks now. I remember he came off the bench to score at uh, Barnsley, didn't he? He's had, he's had moments here and there. I think he, he's one of those, as I said, up there with, with the goal, uh, um, uh, was it assists and, and goals added up, the goal, the, the, the number of five, I think it was, from, from the top of my head. So he's right up there. Um, but you know we can bring an ek off the bench. How how big is it that we bring a Nikkei off the bench instead of no one basically? Some someone who can run down the clock. You know, he there was one bit where he absolutely mugged off two Shrewsbury players uh, on the touchline, and then unfortunately his pass was just wrong. Um, but yeah, how big is it that we can bring these players now off the bench just to see games out rather than worrying about hanging on, Tom?
3: Yeah, it's huge, and and the squad is still small, um, and I, and I still think look if we're performing as well as we are at the moment towards January then I still think we're going to need options added but it's very very encouraging and, and I think probably what's happened over the last few weeks is it feels we've finally found a formation that I think the squad and Ghana are happy with and it looks like certainly at the moment that this is probably our preferred formation going forwards and so what Garner's now able to do is work out, well, who's he got in those positions? When we were changing formation every week and sometimes during games, I think it was then hard to say, well, right, where does this player fit in? Where does this player fit in? Now we know wherever possible we're going to be playing a four-four-two. he can work out who he's got where and where he needs to strengthen. Uh, and, and, and Ek a good example up, up top there you know, we're able to bring him on. And it's been interesting the last couple of weeks, obviously putting Kirk up there and and trying a couple of other options alongside and and not reverting to type in terms of formation and going, no, do you know what? This formation works and we're going to try somebody else alongside Stockley until Miles is back or until Anike can start games. So, yeah, I think that's played a huge part in it. We have got that strength in depth on the bench, like you say, with the likes of him and, and Payne, who... Again, it was a f- two or three weeks ago where Garner said particularly about Corey, but just generally, subs not making a difference. But we saw against Portsmouth they did. We've seen it again today. Um, I think we saw it against Exeter as well. Um, so we're seeing now those subs come in and, and want to make a difference and actually doing it. So, yeah, everything's just clicking at the moment. We're on a nice wave and we just need to carry on riding it for as long as we can. And as I say, I know we've got, what, two away games in November. and I, Is that it in the league? So we really need to keep this momentum up for the next two home games. And if we can come out of MK and Ipswich with four points at least, then we would go into that November where games become a little bit more spread out in such a, a good, healthy position.
2: Mm, yeah, and uh, well, like we say, momentum is going to be key um, and uh, consistency is going to be key as well. That is what the graph is showing. You know, We're on a good run at the moment. We, we can't afford, I think, too many wobbles. That, that That's my concern. Um, but you know, when we're riding high uh, on on the uh, on off the back of three wins in a row, let's uh, let's enjoy the moment. I've just seen the XG stats have just dropped as well from yesterday's game. So we have 1.39. Uh, Shrewsbury only had 0.45. So I know a lot of people don't don't like XG stats, but that is an indication of how we were the, the better team, the more likely to score team uh, during yesterday's game. Right, let's hear from the gaffer. Then uh, Ben Garner came to speak to me and Aki after the game. Uh, he said he was pleased to finally get a win on the road yeah very
6: much so long time coming Um, but a a really tough place to come you know they're a a really physical team and uh, they play very direct and you have to stand up to that and it's difficult to create chances against Trues but it really is and we created so many and um, just couldn't you know we didn't take our just couldn't get it in first half, but um, we spoke about staying positive and showing our mentality in the second half, and we did that and um, epitomised, I think, by Jez, who'd had a couple of good opportunities, but he kept his head and kept going and, and has won the three points there.
2: Yeah, he must have thought it wasn't his day in that first mm. half, but I guess he, yeah, as you say, showed that character you needed from him to take that chance in the second.
6: Yeah, I mean, he's got a wonderful trait of always being in a place to score and... Uh, even though they haven't been going in for him recently, he keeps getting there and that's going to do him a world of good throughout his career because he's just got a strong mentality. Uh, he keeps getting there. He doesn't let things affect him um and, and delighted for him today to get that
2: It's interesting because i thought in the first half i saw the odd fan on social media saying say he's missing these chances but he is in the right place yeah. at the right time and it happens consistently and that's why it doesn't come out the side
6: yeah i mean i had a good chat with him this week and i said look if you're not getting opportunities then we need to look at things but you're getting there You've just got to keep getting there trust your technique um and that's that'll doing the world of good that going in it flooding with confidence now and uh He's done great. He you know, three goals in his first loan in League One. He's, he's done really great, and likewise, young Tyrese on the other side today. They were they were both really bright. Um, you know, Tyrese, for his, for his full debut, I know he came on for three or four minutes last year in the league, but for his full debut, he did great as well.
2: Yeah, it's a big call cool to throw him in, but he didn't really look out of place today.
6: No, he's he's, he's excited me since the first time I, I see him. It's just been a case of getting him back fit. He's trained with us regularly. Um, and we lost Corey to a, only a minor injury. We were hopefully just days with that um, outside chance for Tuesday, um, hopefully by Saturday, if not. And I didn't want to go away from what we'd worked on and what we'd prepped on, and um, Tyrese provides a similar option in terms of his pace and his dribbling ability and the way we wanted to press. So, um, yeah, if, if, if they're good enough, they'll get their opportunities and he, he took it with both hands.
2: The momentum is building quite nicely now. You can see almost that confidence pulsing through the side, that long run without a win. is probably that was one of the only things that was missing so they could take the chances.
6: Yeah, it was. And um, during that run, I thought we had some really good performances, but uh, defensively been really pleasing last, last three, four games now. I think we've got defensively very strong... Uh, the team ethic, the work rate for each other, excellent. Really, really good. Uh, and no little quality. You know, like I say, if you look at Shrewsbury, the amount of chances they give away in, in games, very, very few. Um, and we've carved them open and created good opportunities today, which is difficult to do. Um, and I, I'm absolutely delighted with the three points. It's a difficult place to come. It keeps our momentum and keeps us moving up the table.
2: You mentioned Corey's injury. What's, what's, is it a muscle injury? How's it yeah, it
6: it's up? just he's uh, hip flexor. So it's, it's only uh, very minor. Um, But it's one of those you couldn't take the risk with today because that minor injury could become a serious injury and we don't want to do that. So um, it was just being safe with him today, making sure that injury doesn't get worse. We'll assess now into Tuesday. Um, and if not Tuesday, then I'm very hopeful we'll be back by Saturday. Are
2: you, are you looking at the league table? Currently they're up to seventh now. It's a lot healthier position than three games ago. Yeah.
6: That's how quickly things can change in, in these leagues. You know, you get back-to-back wins and, and you move up the table. Um, I haven't looked at it, but uh, the nice thing is we're winning games. We've got that momentum. We've now got two home games this week to look forward to. And we want to continue that momentum. And, and like I said, we're, we're trying to hunt down teams above us, uh, move as high up that table as we can.
2: It's a side who isn't winning games, who's coming into the Valley on, on Tuesday, a wounded animal, I guess, after the, the last season they had. So it'll be a very interesting to test to see how they sort of approach the game.
6: Yeah, I've seen them play a couple of times this year. Um, I'll, have a, I'll have a watch of a, of a couple more tomorrow. Um, we'll assess how we set up for that. But obviously our home form has been really good we obviously want to win the game, we want to keep this momentum going and like I say we want to get uh, we're looking at the teams above us, that's what we want to get after um, but listen MK Don's really good manager, I think a very well run club and no little quality within their squad at all, they lost key players in the summer and it's probably just taken a little bit of time for them to gel with a new squad but undoubted quality within their squad and we will have to play well no doubt
2: And a side that was known last year certainly for their, their passing style, is that one that you think will be quite simi- uh, similar to what you you play and therefore again pose a, a different challenge to some of the other teams in League
6: 1 Yeah, we, we look like I say I've seen them play a couple of times already and um, I would say they're playing in a slightly different way to, to last season um, like I said still got real quality throughout their squad um, but there's areas as always that we can expose and uh, you know we, we're looking forward to, to getting back home and playing again, I think they're allowed to play tomorrow if they could um, yeah we'll get back home and continue that good form and, and like I say keep this good run going
2: um, so you brought Jack Payne on he got an assist yeah. um, his runs really caused him the Shrewsbury defence um, problems you know how useful it is.
3: is it for you to have someone of his quality That's available right. to yeah. you especially in these sorts of situations
6: yeah absolutely I think uh, Penny's done that several times now when he's, he's come on he's either scored or he's created and uh, he gives us that quality gives us that creativity um, and he's such an important member within the squad as well in terms of what he offers so um, again people coming on really really good I thought Sean Clare uh, did great coming on uh, made some great decisions Uh, key key contributions from from Terrell and Albie as well and and Chuck's almost got us a second goal so uh, the group is is doing great they're they're really coming together Um, there's been a lot of work behind the scenes on, on that and um, yeah, let's like say we're on a we're on a good run, and long may that continue.
2: And Chuck Sanico had a slight fall. Um, is he all yeah. right?
6: Yeah, he's fine. I think it was one of them where the, the player didn't even go for the header. He, they're dangerous those ones. I think that's that's one of the challenges in the game. I think we have to be careful with because there was no intention to play the ball. He was just going to drop down and almost flip Chuck's over him. So uh, he just landed a bit awkwardly, but no, no, no long lasting damage. I'm told.
5: Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash achieve today.
1: Cullen trying to take his man on. Chip ball back across bowers there, pierces there, Bowers a header. And it's Jonathan! Yes! Oh it! he's oh, he gone! Oh Patrick Barr! you absolute German beauty! Oh! Dreamlands! has scored With seconds
5: remaining! We've done it all!
1: Gets in! Come on! What a time no to be family. here at Wembley! Oh, my word! Oh, my Charlton
2: well, Live. Welcome back to Charlton Live on your Sunday. It's Louis Mendes, Tom Wallin and Ben Cloak looking back at yesterday's 1-0 win. Uh, up at Shrewsbury, our first away league win uh, of the season. Made it three victories on the spin for the Addicts. So, we're, we're sitting... Just outside the top six, Ben. So we're on. We're we're, we're two points adrift. Um, although with we, uh, the teams above us have have games in hand, so we're in seventh on twenty two, played fifteen. Bolton uh, are in sixth on twenty four, and they've played fourteen. Portsmouth are in fifth on 25 and they've played 13 so they've got two games in hand on us but it has been pointed out peterborough who've played 15 in four for uh, on 25 they're three points ahead of us and they've played the same amount of games so that's someone we're sort of right on the coattails of um you know i, I, I joke about the graph and i enjoy plotting out the graph and district i am fascinated with what i think we need to do for the rest of this season so you know before before yesterday's win I mean there was a line of results that would get us the, the 75 points that I've decided we need for for playoffs that that would include 16 wins eight draws eight losses and I think around that benchmark is probably the most likely for us I mean we, we could do it with 12 wins 20 draws and zero losses which obviously would would, would be a bit ridiculous um but you know some, somewhere between 15 and 16 17 wins should be enough. Uh, as long as we don't lose too many which we haven't done so far this season but that, that just it, it does show where I think there, there isn't a lot of room for manoeuvre in what we need to achieve that will of course be the same for the rest of the teams in, in League One but it's whether we will have the consistency that some of the other squads have that's going to be the big question um, so that's why obviously I'm not counting any chickens because we're just outside the playoffs now I still think it's a tough ask but the the power of that momentum will help and hopefully they will be aware of just that level of consistency and they know that they can't... Like we probably can't have two more bad spells. You know, We've had a one big long bad spell, eight without a win. Even though we weren't getting beat too many times, that was a bad spell because you need your maximums. We can't really afford more than one or two in, in the remaining 31 games this season. So that's where we are. Are you looking at that squad and thinking maybe, maybe, maybe?
4: I'm definitely looking at it saying maybe now because... Uh, as you said, it was a worrying period going eight without a win. And we could see that there were definitely performances in there that we could have got more out from a game. But it was the inconsistency and just a lack of confidence in the side. I mean, we go back to our Oxford game where there were just a couple chances we were away from getting that win that we badly needed and to push us on. Uh, but you're right, we can't go eight games. We can't go eight games without not Winning again, we just we we just can't There'd be no chance, and and I do worry about our strength in depth. If we did get an injury at the back, I mean Innes has been a consistent performance since he's come back. I mean, I worry if Lavelle or Thomas are are up to that standard to keep those levels of uh, defending going. I think yesterday again he headed enough away to keep us in the game and just shore up the back and. You worry if someone like Jaden was to get injured again how that would affect the side but look let's look on the bright side of things so far look these three wins have coincided with beating I think three sides that were above us at that time I mean Exeter were above us Shrewsbury were above us yesterday and obviously Pompey were above us now that gives the team a lot of confidence because we've beaten Plymouth who are top we've beaten Portsmouth who are in the top six now we've got Ipswich coming to town on Saturday again they've had a great start to the season but why not so these performances will only give the team confidence and you can hope that this confidence will keep these consistent performances going and give them belief because I think As Ben Garner said on many occasions, we do need confidence in the side to play the system we're playing. It's not what Shrewsbury are playing and long ball and hope the ball bounces down to your striker. It's breaking the lines, having confidence, taking the ball to the other side. And if we we keep having this confidence in our performances, I think we will see um, some good performances because... I mean, we have got the players that can play in the right way, that are playing really well at the moment. The likes of Kirk and Fraser and Dobson are just putting in such great performances over the last few games. It just gives you confidence that, why not? Why can't we keep this run going?
2: Hmm. It's, only, it's only four league games ago, up at Lincoln, the draw, where Garner, where Garner took a bit of a barrel fall from some of the fans in the away end. Um, you know, or if you're at Colchester in, in the Papa John's as well, again at full time, there, there was certainly some discontent uh, towards the manager. I mean, yesterday he was he was getting a give us give us a, give us a wave from the away end, you know, cheering, his singing his name as as he went over. It's amazing how quickly it's turned for him. But I think I do think the majority of fans have probably appreciated what he had done, even in that spell where we weren't winning games. They they could see. What he has achieved in this opening stage of this season, you know, we were certainly saying it at the start of the season there was that that wobble where we needed needed some results, but he's he's found those now. I think overall, everyone will probably feel he's done a done a good job so far and recovered well from from that spell that was literally only three or four weeks ago.
3: I, I think that ability to bounce back, yeah, shows a lot of character, and I, I was very excited when we when we brought him in, which I know was slightly against the grain because I think a lot of people were were underwhelmed, but. I think we saw very quickly the the style he wanted to implement and that does take time. Um and look obviously he's not uh, got the pedigree at this level yet but he's a young coach who's learning and I think the the big thing always had to be that if Sangard was going to put his you know his neck on the line and say this is the guy I want to take me forward then we had to we have to back him and we have to commit to him for a period of time and give him some time to see what he can do remember when we was it Luzon that we brought in and it was he was going to be the Alex Ferguson a Charlton and then he was here for about three weeks so we, we can't do that with Ghana. he's implementing a whole new style and he needs that support and I think the frustrations that have come in over the past couple of months which some of which shouldn't go away are not necessarily directed at him in its entirety there are issues with the investment in the squad with the with the small squad that I've mentioned earlier and we all know where where that blame lies Um, and I think all of that got maybe got a bit jumbled up for a few weeks but I think those questions still should be asked of the owner because as I said earlier if we're in you know the top seven or eight come January we do need extra players we do need more bodies and we expect our owner to to invest in that whatever his longer term plan is because it would be stupid to not take advantage of that opportunity so yeah personally I think he's done well um, and I think he has a a good philosophy behind him uh, and we're starting to see the fruits of that now but I think he mm. needs time to see what he can do with this squad
2: yeah I mean this uplifting form uh, on the pitch certainly doesn't change some of the bizarre stuff we've heard uh, about behind the scenes, which a lot of fans have expressed concern about, and I don't think that changes uh, overnight just because we've won a few games. But it is nice at least that we, we can enjoy uh, what's gone on on the pitch over the last uh, couple of weeks. Let's have a look at some of the messages uh, that have come in uh, then. Obviously, you can always uh, email the show studio at charltonlive.co.uk or you can tweet us. Uh, after a game to have your say uh, on uh, the performance, Tom uh, Bramley says of yesterday's win, uh, they might as well just hand us the league title now. <laughs> uh, Phil said, so pleased for Ben Garner, Talks a good game uh, and now walking it too. If Sanguard backs him, uh, we could do very well here. Noddy says, uh, can we now win four consecutive league matches? I don't want to get too carried away, but I think the last time that we achieved that feat, we were promoted. Uh, in 1819. that's from Noddy uh, I mean, Noddy was one of the fans who was uh, ex- expressing concern about relegation just a couple of weeks ago, so I think I, I think that's been put to bed for a while now, <laughs> hopefully Noddy um, but yeah, uh, certainly enjoying the, the run of form uh, at the moment Paul says, a brilliant performance by the lads yesterday disappointing though, and I think it needs a, a chat on Cheltenham Live that decision uh, to move the Cheltenham game to a Friday, obviously it's rubbish for away fans, but also rubbish for so many Cheltenham fans uh, that don't live local uh, and evening games are a massive hassle yeah, it's a tough one, that, because if it were to clash with an England World Cup game on Saturday, I mean, it, there's no guarantees it will. Uh, obviously, we've got to get get beyond uh, the lights of Wales in, in, in the group stage, which, which, which should be absolutely easy, actually. Um, but um, it, if the game clashed with a World Cup game, that would give a lot of people a tough decision, and I think the crowd would be low. So you can understand why that's happened, Ben, can't you?
4: Yeah, I mean, you would lose a lot of fans there on the Saturday because it's a World Cup, so a lot more fans would um, well it it, or people would just be on their phones during the game so look it's easier for Cheltenham fans now and their team to then make prior arrangements to come down on the Friday and if people need to book half a day off work for it I know it's not the easiest thing but you can at least plan ahead so I do think it is a smart decision um, because it will help the crowds in the long run and unfortunately with the World Cup happening where it is you might see a few of that happening well yeah happening all across the board really
2: Mm, yeah I've still got my concerns about when we, we we're due to play Morecambe away on what I think could possibly be an England day someone told me that if England were to play on that Saturday it would be in the evening I haven't actually looked it up myself actually but someone told me but so it could be that we play Morecambe away on a Saturday afternoon and then two hours later England are playing in like a quarter final of the World Cup. So whether they'd be tempted to move that game, I think there's a possibility England could end up playing on the Friday, which would mean we could move it now and then it would still clash. So it may be one where we go to Morecambe and then we will have to stay up there to watch the England game, which to be fair, I think we could make a good weekend of if people are up for it. But uh, we'll see. It is a difficult a difficult decision to be made, Paul. I understand that it's not ideal for for a lot of fans, but... Uh, I, I, you can, I, I can understand why they've made that decision. It's just a shame there's always going to be winners and losers uh, in that one and I know how much of a hassle it can be to get back to the to South Coast after a game. Maybe you could uh, lift share with Brian Cole um, if, if you're up for it right. Timsey said, I just want to give a special mention uh, to Charlie Kirk's performance. I thought he went a bit under the radar but really put a shift in, uh, especially helping out at the, the end of the game defensively. Yeah, there was a lot of players who you just were just popping up in defensive positions at time, which I thought was really encouraging. obviously we know stockley does that there was there was times I saw Fraser right in in the middle of his own area making challenges. you know that's that that team effort, that work ethic is is always good. Uh, to see right Steve said excellent solid performance without looking too much in trouble at any point uh, against a strong team uh, we did our homework we knew how to counteract them uh, and executed the plan superbly the midfield bossed it and the defence stood firm putting bodies on the line bravo come on you reds that's from Steve uh, Rachel says I thought Kirk looks really good in the second striker uh, and number 10 role I think we're seeing the best of Innes again and what a debut from Tyrese Anthony to Puck Shakur Campbell uh, it might be a bit old school but four four two looks like Garnable at its best uh, so pleased to see the team clicking." Yeah, and it's um, it's encouraging that, uh, as, as Rachel says, that he's found that that formation that works for him now and works for us. And, you know, I said on Thursday, it was something a lot of fans called for. I've... I like two strikers on the pitch, the same as everyone else. So I was, I'm was, re- i pleased that we go to a four-four-two. 2 uh, Mark uh, says, uh, just wanted to register how pleased uh, he uh, and his son were with yesterday's uh, victory. Sent so us a lovely photo of them enjoying uh, some beverages after the three points. I'm glad you did, Mark. Um, Daniel says, our back line have become stronger uh, recently. Garner has also found the best 11, which has played a big part in that. Uh, Childhood Exile said, I've been very critical of Ghana since game 10, uh, but three wins in a row, can't argue with that. Well done to him for turning it around. Uh, let's hope for more uh, of the same on Tuesday. Bob said, I wish I could have been there. looks like there was troubles uh, with the trains back. Yeah, I don't know exactly what the situation was because I cancelled my train tickets last week. So I went up with uh, Kyle Andrews and Daddy Andrews in the car, which was a very enjoyable afternoon. I uh, said, uh, we certainly look like a good team now. The other teams above us uh, will have bad runs uh, and will let us, uh, let us in champions. Nothing like getting carried away. Yeah, I think you have got a little bit carried away there, Bob. But, you know. That's what football's all about, isn't it? We're on a we're on a crest of a wave. Let's ride that bad boy, right? Platty uh, says, Louis. Two fullbacks have given us solidity. Uh, confidence breeds confidence. The squad surprisingly showing depth, which was not evident before. Uh, think, think we still need goals, and this is my concern, uh, to be honest. But better football, and we're hard to beat. Two big games coming uh, this week. Coming, you Reds. Yeah, I, I certainly agree with the point about su- some areas of depth that have been a bit of a surprise. So. You know, Richard Chin at full-back when we needed to call upon him. Obviously, Charlie Kirk being able to play up front. Didn't see that coming. Um, Tyrese Campbell looking after one game, admittedly, league game decent, you know, in in a position where we thought we were a bit light. They they, have all... They've all been bonus balls really for us and and, and hopefully uh, they can continue uh, in that position. Now, someone who has been a bit of a bonus ball for the Addicts uh, this season is the former Chelsea uh, youth product. Uh, Jez Raksaki is on loan uh, with the Addicts uh, this season. Um, got the winning goal yesterday. Of course, uh, a bit of a relief uh, that he did get that goal after he missed uh, some chances in the first half let's have a listen to his thoughts on yesterday's game
7: um, yeah you know I'm delighted first um, chance that came first half you know I scuffed it and I'm just happy that this time around I was able to concentrate and tuck it away for the team
2: yeah you, you showed some real character to react from the, those couple of chances you had in the, in the first half at half time I guess you're thinking it's not been my day so far
7: yeah, you know, I was getting into great positions and um, picking up the ball and things weren't going well for me but, you know, I just kept sticking at it and just kept believing in myself and the boys were always encouraging me as well so when the chance came again I just made sure that I was concentrating and I'm just happy to went in.
2: Yeah, I mean, Ben was just saying that even though you hadn't scored in the last couple of games you have had a lot of chances you are getting in those right positions and it shows you are, you are doing things right.
7: Yeah, you know, he's always encouraging me telling me just keep getting the right positions and the chances will come so I'm happy that I've taken the chance today and I just want to keep going and build on
2: special moment celebrating in front of the travelling fans as well the long awaited away win for them and uh, nice to get that off our back today
7: yeah you know they've been with us through thick and thin and um, they deserve that three points for them they've been travelling all across the country to come and support us and you know that win was for them and I'm just really happy that I was able to um, scored a goal today. Yeah,
2: so I know you've you've played a bit of senior football before you, you came to Charlton, but this is probably a first real run in in, in senior football. How have you found your your, your season so far?
7: Um, you know, it's been a great experience for me um, playing playing games and yeah. just learning from each and every one of the boys and always helping me. So I'm just happy that um, the team's doing well now, and we just want to keep going on
2: and playing week in week out must be a a, like again good experience uh, different from from youth football as well yeah 100%
7: um, just a great experience for me just getting on the pitch and showing what I could do for the team and hopefully I could just continue doing well and the team doing well as well
2: I mean in your mind have you set sort of like a goal target for this season or or something like that the numbers that you want to hit in your season with Charlton Um, yeah I just want to you know
7: take the game as it comes you know I just want to uh, be as efficient as I can for the team scoring and assisting
2: and just helping the team as much as I can so yeah <laughs> do you have um, do you have much interaction with your parent club at the moment do they do they send people out to, to come and have a look at you and get, and give you further advice on what you're getting here from from the uh, the Charlton the members of staff um
7: yeah you know I've got um Mark Bratt he's always calling me and most of the coaches there as well and some of the lads just encouraging me and telling me um, that I'm doing well and just keep going and Hopefully, um, it takes me somewhere next season.
2: And you're able to learn, of course, from the, the more senior, sensible members of the squad, like Albie Morgan? Nah, Albie's a he's a joke. You now <laughs> nah, I've got a huge respect for him. Great lad.
7: Uh, always um, keeping me, um, helping me out and training and stuff. So, yeah, man, he's a
2: good lad. we are lucky this is radio and They can't see what he's doing in the background. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, in terms of, obviously, you, you've made the transfer from, from Palace to Charlton. I'm, I'm sure players don't understand this as much as fans do, but that is quite a tough path to tread so i guess you, you had to make sure you perform well to win the fans over early and you've got your own song already so it seems to have gone well so far um yeah i didn't really know too tough about the rivalry and until i got here but you know i'm just here
7: to play football and i'm just happy that the fans are on my side and you know they just give me extra confidence and extra boost so i'm just happy that they're here supporting me
2: there we go big jazz uh, apologies for halfway through the interview uh, behind us miles um, uh, Morgan, Albie Morgan, was uh, gyrating on the floor and that's why we all started laughing <laughs> so, uh, but good to see the, the lads enjoying themselves and, and good to hear from a young player you, know, you forget how young he is, what is he, 20 years old you know, he's, he's played a little bit of senior football knocking about elsewhere, um, Tom but it, th- this consistency in terms of week in, week out is not something he'll be used to um, and it, w- it will be a good learning experience for him and to be honest, I'm quite glad he's having this experience with us because he's helping us as well
3: totally right yeah and, and the the club we've we've borrowed him from that's what they want from from this experience they want him to be playing regular football week in week out they want him to be coming up against men against hardened professionals and to get knocked around a bit to to learn that side of the game how many times have we had players you know in our youth franks who we've said need to drop down a level or two to go and and learn that side of the game so yeah, delighted that he's with us. Um, and you look at somebody like a Conor Gallagher who did the same thing a few years ago and where he's got to now, you'd think, you know, Jez should be able to kick on from this and, and find a Premier League club that that are actually decent and he can go and perform there at some point too. But for the rest of this season, as I say, to have him is is a, a real coup, uh, great work from the scouting team to, to find him and bring him in. Um, and yeah, I think my one concern about him was his level of consistency. Could he perform week in, week out? But so far, he he's doing that, which is which is fantastic.
2: Mm. Yeah, I mean, once again, we we really just have to take our hats off to Chelsea for for really finding and moulding an absolute gem there. Well done uh, to the pride of West London, the Blues there, who, um, who who just have such a great eye for talent. Right, let's uh, get an email from uh, Dean. Uh, says, first 20 minutes uh, yesterday was a bit flat, uh, but then we moved up a gear and dominated the rest of the half and it should have been uh, ahead, all but for some poor composure uh, in front of goal. The second half was more of a battle when we really showed the other side of our game uh, and we dug in to see it through. Campbell was absolutely brilliant for his first uh, real debut uh, in the league. We just keep producing uh, talent. Confidence in the team is growing. They're playing some really decent football. Let's hope we have minimal injuries uh, and a couple through the door in January, but I can't see it. Uh, Just think what Garner could do if he's properly backed uh, by a decent owner. This is papering over the cracks of what's going on behind the scenes. Uh, I support the team, uh, not the owner. Uh, he says, uh, bring on Milton Keynes. Uh, let's get a convincing win on Tuesday. And, and then I truly believe we can go and beat Ipswich as well. Great pod. Uh, love listening to it. Keep it going. That's from Dean. Cheers, Dean. Your excellent email. And that uh, oh, brings us nicely into looking ahead to this game with Milton Keynes then uh, on Tuesday. Uh, and we heard in the interview with with Ben there, I asked him about the, the playing style because obviously last year we knew what Milton Keynes were all about, they were a team that will bore you to death with their passing, and, and they did that very well, uh, particularly in the game at the Valley. Um, obviously, I haven't watched them as much as, as Ben has already this season. He says he said he thinks they're slightly different this year, but I mean they're a team that are really struggling on on the back of last last year's um, you know getting to the playoffs, um, Ben. So if they do play a anything remotely similar to their style last year which Ben Ben said it's only slightly different if they do come and want to pass it would be a really interesting battle between two teams that on paper will want to do very similar things yeah
4: it's confusing having a manager called Ben and then talking to a Ben at the same
2: time isn't it yeah I don't that's, know it's, it's also having a manager called Garner and a player who plays for Garner as well that confused me a lot in conversations <laughs> this week <laughs>
4: Well, yeah, look, we know how MK Dons are structured to play football. We've seen that over the last few years, even when they've changed manager Russell Martin leaving. And uh, this manager coming in, and now he's under pressure, isn't he, Liam Manning? He's a young manager that was a surprise call when they got him in. And I think when we played them last season was one of his first games at their place. And obviously they had a good year last year, and they've, they've lost some big players, Twine and Darling leaving to championship clubs. And that seems to have rocked them. Um, it does seem a surprise to see them bottom of the league and their manager still be in, to still be in charge as well. You'd think they would have made a change by now if they were in the championship. Every championship club sacking their manager, aren't they? Um, but yeah, look, they've got some obviously good players still in that side. I think their goalkeeper's class is one of the best in the league. I think he's on loan from Chelsea. Um, so they obviously have got good players in that side. They're just lacking confidence and they're, they're struggling to find a win and again similar to us when we went eight without a win once they do get a win from somewhere they might then propel themselves up the table I'm sure they probably will because as we've seen when we've played them over the last few years they have got a good side there whether or not they will have to change their manager before they get their first win remains to be seen. I mean, we might find out tomorrow that he has been sacked and then we face a totally different proposition going into the game on Tuesday. But at the moment, look, they'll be desperate to try and get something. I'm sure they won't come down to get a draw because, look, they were one of the favourites to be in the playoffs top 10 this season, whereas we were probably a little bit expectation-wise behind them. So, it will be an interesting game. It will be one of those games as well where we need to check our attitudes. We can't look at the uh, table and think that we're going to roll them over because last week we beat Portsmouth, who were up there. We need to make sure our um, consistency levels and our complacency levels are there because we know they are a tricky side. So, um, Well, they can be a tricky side. But, look, if we do get an early goal and we can build on that, then... the we I'm sure we can kick on, but yeah, complacency levels need to be there, but it it should be that we go in there and get three points based on our recent performances.
2: Excellent. Well, that's an absolutely excellent preview of the game, Ben. So thank you for that. I shall leave it there. I think we've uh, just about gone over time as well. So, uh, really looking forward to that game on Tuesday against Milton Keynes. Let's see if we can make it four uh, in a row and, and keep this momentum pulsing through uh, this addict side who've really turned the corner in the last couple of weeks. Right, thanks to those of you who got involved uh, with uh, this uh, week's show, uh, with your tweets and emails. We didn't get around to doing a fans bar because I was in the car yesterday, so I didn't actually see any fans. But um, thanks to everyone who, uh, who sent your emails in. Thank you, as always, to Ben and Tom for joining me on this Sunday morning. Cheers, Cheers, Cheers guys. An absolute pleasure as always. I'm Louis Mendes. Thanks for listening. We'll be back on Thursday uh, where we'll look back at that game with Milton Keynes and ahead to the home clash uh, with Ipswich. We shall see you then.